0: Thanks for tuning in to today's horsewoman podcast our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams challenges successes what drives these women well let's find out Good morning. This is Rose Cushing, host of today's Horsewoman podcast. I'm really excited today. We have as our guest Leslie Ramsdale, and Leslie is a very, very accomplished barrel racer and trainer. So I'm excited to to get to talk to her and let you guys get to know her. Leslie, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Good morning, Rose. Um, Yes, I am a barrel competitor and trainer here in Dunn, North Carolina. I have been involved in barrel the barrel racing for about, yeah, I'd say, 22 years now, um, and I originally started out up in Massachusetts, and 16 years ago, I made the decision to move south, and so done is where I ended up, and um, I decided to start training barrel horses for the public, not just for myself.
0: Very nice. Now, what? What? tell me about the kind of barrel racing you do. If I'm not mistaken, there's two or three different kinds. Yes. I am primarily
1: a divisional barrel racer, which um, sort of works like time brackets in car racing and so on, or different kinds of things like that, versus um, barrel racing at rodeos. Okay. Um, so the divisional barrel racing is for competitors of any ability and level and um, that that makes it very appealing that people are able to enter And win prizes or money, which is a great draw to this sport, um, versus rodeo, which only, say, pays out the first six spots or something. So it allows people of all abilities to compete. One thing. Um, And that's, I stick, I'm sorry, mostly with the divisional. Um, And occasionally I hit a rodeo here and there when I have the chance.
0: One thing that's always impressed me, you know, working with Patty Nunnery and and the NBHA folks a long time, is that, you know, this divisional, you can be a little tiny kid and do a lead line class right on up to an older, more senior citizen class, and there's something for everybody. So that makes it really, really an accepting sport to every level and every age.
1: Yeah. 51 years old now so I do qualify for that senior class Um, so yes um, there are kids as young as six to adults at 80 years old that are still that are running in this sport um, because how this uh, setup of the divisional allows it to happen so it's it's great it's really
0: now what do you
1: people together
0: what do you think makes a good barrel competitor I feel that you do need a
1: little bit of grit, mixed with a whole lot of humility, um, and and the folks in our sport are just so welcoming, it's really, it feels like a big family to me. Right. Um, you, everyone is rooting for everyone else, um, helping people out, giving advice, and really cheering them on, you know, right from the heart.
0: Uh, barrel racing kind of reminds me of golf because even though there's other people running for the money you're really competing against yourself each time to see how good your horse can be and how good you can be and how fast you can go and do it right absolutely you are competing uh, against the clock you're
1: not competing against another individual so it is totally based on your your and your horse's personal performance and yeah, that's it. it always is um, the only the only person you ever need to worry about out there when you're on the pattern is is yourself. That's the only one you ever want to beat.
0: Now, tell me a little bit about what you think makes a good barrel horse.
1: Um, definitely need to have great confirmation and a really good mind. Um, different folks get along with different types of horses. My personal preference is that they've got to be able, I don't want them to get too hot. They can, they can stay calm and still perform at, at the best of their ability at the top levels. Um, confirmation is a huge factor when I'm looking at a horse. Um, without that good bone structure, good feet, um, you have nothing right. at all. So.
0: Now, do you like a tall horse or a short horse?
1: I actually tend to lean towards the taller ones. I ride horses of every size, from 14 hands to 16 hands. I personally, when they're really small, even, and I'm a pretty short person, I'm not a big person, but they're, um, when they're making those fast turns, it's a little harder for me to, to sit than when you're on a, a big strided horse that just kind of gives a sweeping turn for you. Right. So I guess I'd have to say medium to, to large size
0: awesome so um tell us a little bit about things that you've accomplished in your riding career
1: okay well um i've back up north when i was in massachusetts i um, won the state championship on on one of my person on my truly first barrel horse i trained and i won both goes the average and a super show all in one weekend and set the arena record for that arena at the time, which yeah. has been broken since, but that was, um, that, that made me pretty proud. Um, same horse. He, he's won a whole lot of stuff over the years. It's, it's a whole lot to, to mention. He he's gone now, but, um, yeah. he won me the, um, second go at colonial national some years back. And then I've trained other horses for, um, a lot of one D wins, a um, uh, seventh place a couple of years ago in our um, North Carolina NBHA state finals. Lots of um, lots of awards in my um, in my NBHA district and so on. That wrapped them up for me.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I know you've had a, a very illustrious career for certain. So. Um, what kind of advice would you give women coming into our industry as to how to be successful and make their mark on the horse world? Um, perseverance is
1: definitely one of the keys. Um, find someone you admire, how they train or how they conduct their business or how they are with folks, uh, really all, all three of those things, and model yourself loosely after them, and of course, you are a unique individual. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions, to seek advice from the people who, who are doing well in the industry and um, going to clinics. Like, I, I host a horsemanship clinic. No, I don't. I host it. I don't um, conduct it myself every year, um, and that adds to my abilities as a trainer so never stop learning and um just keeping those to the grindstone it's it's hard work there's no there's no ifs ands or buts about it it looks glamorous for those 15 seconds we're out there making that run but the behind the scenes is definitely hard work be prepared to put in the hours and the effort and the sweat and the tears Absolutely.
0: (laughs) absolutely now what do you think has been your biggest obstacle in becoming successful in the barrel industry?
1: Um, part of it was just I literally moved to a place where no one knew me, and I fortunately had a few people who started watching what I could accomplish with my horses and my style of riding. But it took a while to get, to get the ball rolling, and I just had to stick it out and, and keep on putting myself out there um, and then once, once people saw what I was capable of and I started riding for other folks, then by word of mouth, um, it, it spread from there, but yeah, just keep at it.
0: Okay. Now when you, you've been riding barrels a long time, what drew you to barrel racing?
1: Well, I, um, I originally have a very diverse background of course. and, um, Tell us about that. I, sure. I started out. Well, I started out at ten years old, following someone riding down the, the street um, on a horse on my bicycle, asking <laughs> if I could go with them. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty, pretty horse crazy ever since I could walk. And um, from there, where I lived, it was um, mostly English disciplines: hunter, jumper, dressage, um, fox hunting, polo, and so I started out in an English saddle and was fortunate enough to have folks who just let me ride their horses, and so I spent all my time at the barn and did that for quite a few years and um, worked a whole lot of different disciplines. Well, when I did want a show, uh, getting up at 4 a.m. to braid a horse for an English show or something wasn't always fun. And then I, for many years, I was involved with someone who had Belgian pulling horses. So we went to all of the fairs in New England every weekend and they had cannas or Days uh-huh. at these fairs and I started watching that and I thought that might be fun. So I jumped into that for a season and from there that started turning me on to, that was in the, in the mid to late 90s, turning me on to barrels and I decided I wanted to focus exclusively on barrels and that's what I did
0: that's really cool I don't think I've ever had anybody tell me they followed a horse on a bicycle before I love that answer <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she was so Yeah, horse people are wonderful because are. I'll never forget the name was Gail and she was so kind and always let me go with her and that horse would let us follow her all the trails in the woods
0: <laughs> that is so cute so cute So, um, what's left on your bucket list to achieve? Okay, well this year I had planned to
1: start, um, once again traveling further to bigger shows. I have a a great horse; his name is Sam, um, and he unfortunately sustains a, a very minor injury, but I am slowly rehabbing him, um, I am riding him again now and hopefully he'll be back out there soon because he, he's a very, very special, talented horse. But one of my goals was to run in an American qualifier this year, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to reach it this year now. It just depends how you come with sacks, but um, that's still a, a goal on my bucket list for sure. I want to do that. Um, and I, I, I guess just more traveling to the to the bigger shows. Um, that's my plan for the future.
0: So you, you're you looking at doing a little breeding, I hear.
1: Yes, I have been breeding off and on over the years, a here and there, and I am delving into it deeper um, with a dear friend of mine, a, a bridge of her stallion, who's local, Cypher's on fire. have a couple nice fillies by him this year on mm-hmm. the ground. And then I've bred four mares back for babies next year, and I also have a two-year-old as of today, um, Appaloosa stud colt that I am hoping to to keep as a stud as long as, as he um, proves himself worthy of it. And at that point, he plans to be pretty much the cornerstone of my breeding program in the future because I I have always wanted. An app, a blanket Appaloosa and uh-huh. he's a babe with a blanket Appaloosa I have wanted one since I was a kid
0: and that was my 50th birthday so that's too much he's beautiful I've seen pictures of him on social media so I'm, I hope he works out to be everything you dream and I bet he will
1: thank you I, I, he's, he's pretty special I, I think he's going to have what it takes to, to really not just barrels I, I feel he's he's probably going to be very well suited as a sire for, for all around discipline
0: you know, that that's so important when you're choosing a, a stallion prospect is to make sure that, that he is athletic. If you're going to be a performance horse breeder, you know, make sure he's got the build and the confirmation that he can pass on and, and the broodmares as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I hope to see you at the expo that we're doing in October, Everything Equine Expo down in Lumberton. I've asked Leslie to, if she has time in her schedule to work us in and do some demos. On barrel racing and, and how to do it right. So anything else yeah. you would lo- want our listeners to know? Um,
1: no. Um, you know, if, if, if folks are uh, interested in uh, looking into getting into barrel racing, absolutely. Um, go for it. There, there's a lot of great folks out there who can point you in the right direction to, to get help and, and get the resources to get started. Um, it is a wonderful, wonderful, that, that brings um, uh, so, uh, such a variety of people into it and I, I am so, so glad that, that it's where I ended up because that's really right where I belong.
0: How can people contact you if they want help from you specifically?
1: Um, they can uh, contact me through Facebook. I have a farm page, Valentine Farm, or my personal page, Leslie Ramsell. And I also have a website, it's www.valentinefarm.net, and my phone number is listed on, on all three of those uh, places, so and I'm, pretty, I'm pretty easy to look up and find.
0: Is it Valentine with a V, like a, a heart Valentine? It,
1: yes, like okay. heart, yep, like Valentine's Day.
0: All right, nice, that's a pretty name. Thank you. All right. Thank you for being on the show today. I've enjoyed talking with you and I'm sure our, our listeners out there enjoyed the program. And if if you're interested in barrel racing, Leslie's your girl. So give her a call or email and find out how you can connect with her and get better at what you do. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind. We walk under the same sky and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening.